0: Okay, wow, what a difference a few weeks makes. It's been a couple of weeks since we last posted a Space Junk Podcast episode, and Dustin and I got together to talk about all of the changes that we've experienced over the past month or so, and both of us feel that now more than ever is a time for backyard astronomy and for amateur astronomers to go outside and look up. And so we talk about those changes as well as what effects it's had on OPT the company, and I give some insights into the world of professional astronomy and what astronomers and observatories are doing and how they're affected by the coronavirus pandemic. And we want to announce also new ways in which you can interact with both of us on our daily live Twitch streams. So without any more adieu, let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to Space Junk, a weekly podcast dedicated to the amazing hobby of amateur astronomy. Each week we'll bring you interesting and fun discussions with an eye towards providing you with the latest information and advice on the tools, gadgets, software and techniques for maximizing your enjoyment of the night sky. Your hosts are Tony Darnell from deepastronomy.space and Dustin Gibson from OPT Telescopes, a world leader in telescopes and accessories. All right. Well, hey, Dustin. Wow, uh, <laughs> we're back for another episode. It's been a been a couple weeks for me because I was out the last time you did a podcast, and uh, and now uh, we've had all this all these changes to deal with, and and now we're back. So, how you doing, man?
1: Changes. Uh, yeah, it's putting it lightly. I feel like the entire world <laughs> I know. has changed uh, in in the blink of an eye. You know, everybody. I mean, it's we've crazy. got crazy. Our- Oh, it really is. It's so unexpected. And just, I mean, how could you, you know, I know that people are saying we should have seen this coming, but it's like, man, you go about your daily life and then you wake up one day and everybody's talking about, you know, this, this mess and how it's going to shape, you know, the economy for the planet. And, you know, people are panicking and, you know, it's like, it's just crazy all of a sudden. And, you know, now it's more important than ever for people to be safe and, you know, separated, Um, healthy and so we're actually seeing on our side that um you know because we're out here in california california was one of the the first places in the country to really just get kind of hit and uh yeah have to take take action and so we've got our entire team working from home outside of a couple shipping people who kind of have sectioned off their own warehouses so that we can still get boxes out the door every day for the people that are ordering each day and uh I mean, everyone else is working from home and that's, that's a strange and almost eerie feeling. You know, when I go up to the office now, you have this place always so full of life and like movement. And now it's just, uh, it's just quiet. There's nothing, there's no one there. Everybody's at home. It's like the weirdest feeling right now, everywhere you go.
0: So everybody has at home, they have some kind of workstation or, or, or telework situation where they can. They can still do their jobs from and and keep in contact. How do you find that as a as an employer? Do you find that works okay? I mean, are, I mean, I know that your your primary retail uh, operation is online anyway, but there's there's definitely a big dependence on physical presence. So, are you guys finding this you know that works or any challenges?
1: Well, the challenge is, I mean, honestly, more than anything else, it's just the closeness of the team. I mean, you've, you've been to the office, you see how it works, you know, there, there's never a time at OPT where you don't hear the ping pong ball going back and forth. You don't hear somebody like on the arcade game or just hanging out, you know, it's such a close, like tight team. That's the hardest part is just the team not being together, but for just like the functionality of the business, no, it's not interrupting anything because, you know, we can do everything online and, you know, we're still able to take our calls. Fortunately, you know, our system allows us to all work from home. And so from the customer's perspective, there's really no difference. If you order today, your box is still going to go out today. Same thing that, you know, from the customer's perspective, it's always been. What's really changed is just the OPT side of it, like being part of the team and not being able to walk in there and just, you know, say what's up to everybody and, and hang out and talk Astro and see what everybody's doing without, you know, sending you know, emails back and forth now.
0: <laughs> well, I you hear all the time about employers saying, you know, we're all just one big family and we're all in this, you know, we're just, we just love each other very much. But at OPT, that's really true. I would say oh, that yeah. the people I've met consider each other friends before they would consider each other coworkers. You know, I mean, For it's sure. like a, it's definitely uh, one of those situations where it's really true. I mean, it is a family and it's really fun to be a part of and to just watch, uh, and and the working environment, you could see it in people's attitudes. They're all rare to go. No, their energy is at a is at a level I've I, you don't see in many places. So I can imagine that it's an adjustment for everybody there. Um, and it sounds like you know you guys are, are adapting pretty well. But I wanted to ask you, you know, because one thing I'm curious about is you hear all the time on the news lately about you know the economy's tanking, people aren't buying stuff, and and are you? Are you worried about any of that part of it? You know, this just the general state of the economy or is is the business strong enough that it you don't you don't need to get too worked up about it?
1: so we're working really hard to make sure on our, on our side, you know, because we are essentially an online business anyway, like we're okay. We're still, we're still getting everything out. We're making sure that customers, you know, this is a time where we, we know, we realize like, Hey, this is hitting people and it's hitting people hard. And so we're trying to really counter that with everything we possibly can. I mean, you've seen, man, I've been doing personally, I've been doing live streaming literally seven days a week from the observatories, creating this virtual star party presence. Every single day I go live for an hour on Instagram, just trying to keep the astronomy conversation going and making it available. Because, you know, I feel for a lot of the people that right now, you know, if you're in the food industry, it's tough, right? Like if you're, you know, you work at a movie theater or a place where people gather right now, you know, you can't go do anything. And so we feel very fortunate That we're in this position to still be able to serve people. And we're trying to do it now more than ever, uh, really to just kind of counteract that and to uh, provide something that if you are home, there's more to life than watching, you know, some crazy asshole talk about these tigers and, you know, all I've been this watching that, stuff the on way. netflix so it's like there's more to life than that man so we're trying to show people the universe and, and really bring positivity back into it you know because it, it's a mess but is the is the economy going to recover i mean yes of course this isn't the end of the world and i think that you know everybody knows that at their, you know, except for maybe some of the doomsday preppers. But they were, they're the only ones right now that are like, see,
0: I told you. I told you. Yeah, we got yeah. our bug out situation there. Yeah. We're bugging out. We're out I'm
1: living underground. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, no, it's not the end of the world. And of course, it's going to recover. And people are seeing that, you know, look at uh, look at China. Look at a few of the places. Like, it's, it's going to be fine. Like, everything we're getting from China, we're getting just as fast now as we ever did you know
0: okay that's good
1: yeah 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 they're back at it and so this will pass the world has been through major problems conflicts things before this will pass of course and we know that but we just want to do our part while we can to you know still do what opt does which is provide that access to the universe and we're we're really trying to develop that right now and that's why you know you and i have been doing this twitch thing together
0: You know that's. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, uh, we got a Twitch channel, man. Tell them all about it.
1: You know, it's really exciting. When we first started doing it, I'll be completely honest. The time commitment was terrifying (laughs) to (laughs) me. When yeah, you know. So marketing. I, I love this about the marketing team is that they genuinely they always say. That, you know, when it comes down to something, tie always goes to the customer 100% of the time. And that if we can give back more than we take, we always should. Right. And so Mm -hmm. they had this idea that, hey, we really should like people are stuck at home and that sucks. And for the first few days, people are going to be like, cool, I don't have to go to work. And then it's going to hit them like, no, I'm actually quarantined. I'm here at my house and I've got Netflix and nothing else. They were like we need to do something for our community to really try to provide some level of service to that at you know no cost right because we we have this ability with the observatories and um so they they proposed that you know i start doing live streams each day my first thought was just guys like you realize how much how taxing all of this with the business and just you know, trying, I mean, it's a global pandemic. There's a lot to do. This time commitment sounds absurd, you know? Um, But then after thinking about it for a day or two, I was like, you know, like they're absolutely right. We need to be doing this. And if I were on the other end of this, I would appreciate that so much to not only be able to keep the conversation going about the hobby I love, but it's more important now than ever. To have something positive to focus on and to have that to focus on with people that you want to focus on it with and it develops a community and it gives people an outlet and something to do that is productive instead of just sitting on the couch you know exploring the universe with your children is a hell of a lot better than watching that tiger show i'm talking about you know it's like mm-hmm. and and we're able to provide that and all it means is a little less sleep right? And so (laughs) we thought, you know, this, this needs to happen. So it is a big time commitment, but after doing it, you know, we've done it for a week now and after doing it, I can say, I'm so glad we started this and we're actually going to continue it because, you know, once you, you get into it and you see the community developing, you see the real value there and how worth it, it really is to make this accessible. You know, we're just running the observatories and showing live color images coming in and teaching people how to process images and talking about their systems. And so that's why after doing it for a few, you know, it was like four days, I called you Tony and was like, yeah. Hey man, you ready to give up your time too? Because I think this is worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know?
0: yeah. I was, I was just as, uh, I was just as intimidated by the idea as you were. I, I always have been. Um, and I still kind of am, I'm a little nervous every night we go on, but, um, you know, I mean, think about what you're doing, how many CEOs of, you know, the companies that are out in uh, the amateur astronomy hobby are doing, you know, this kind of thing and, and how accessible you're making yourself and your company to everybody interested in the hobby. And I think it's, it's at a time like this, this is not only a valuable service to your customers and to people interested in the hobby in general, but just to, uh, uh, you know, let people know, you know, the, 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 all the different things you've got and the, and the way they work and you can give advice. So from that aspect of it, I think that it is a valuable service period, but what the, the idea goes a little bit further than that in that you have this sort of vision of Twitch, a Twitch uh, channel that is more like a network. Really? You're in fact, that's what you're going to call it, right? You're going to call it uh, clear skies network. Right. And on this network will be all kinds of programming among them. Your, your, uh, stream from, I think you go from, uh, uh, 10 to 12 Eastern, which is seven to nine, I believe your time. And, uh, and so, and then I get a time slot. Mine is just before that eight to 10, uh, Eastern and, and, uh, five to seven, um, Pacific. And, the is just always have a place to go, a community where it, people can just if, if they just want to plug into astronomy, they know they can see something there at, at, at one point. And that's what got me excited about joining as well. So um, from from, you know, from. You know, you, you said it yourself on one of your streams, you know, you're, you're doing this every night anyway, right? <laughs> and right. so you're out there imaging and using the telescope. So, to, so for you to share it with, with the people around you is, is an amazing service that you, that you're offering, but it's also just an extension of, of your own love for amateur astronomy. And so I get the chance to do the same thing. And it's, uh, so far I've done it last night. I'm doing it again tonight. I'll be, I'll be doing it in it, every single night. I have something to say and, uh, we'll see how this grows. So, um, I don't know. Should we tell people now what the name of the channel is, even though it's going to change names soon or how do you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, for explain? now, for
1: now, just for easy transition's sake, I named it the same as my Instagram so that it's not hard for anyone to find because anyone following me on, on Instagram or OPT, it's easy to link up on Twitch and find the same account. So it's just Gibson picks G I B S O N P I C S on Twitch, which is twitch.tv. Um, and yeah, if you go on there, you'll see it. If you follow the page, it gives you notifications when I'm going live, but I'm going live every day at seven o'clock. And it's exactly as you described, Tony, um, you know, having it open. And that's the thing is I didn't want to develop this and be like, all right, we're going to offer this great service for everyone free of charge. Um, and then as soon as everyone gets back to the normal day to day, we're going to, you know, take it away. So it needed to be a sustainable model that we could develop now and really provide this service, but I didn't want it to end just because the world goes back to normal. And so that's why we're the whole Clear Skies Network. That was actually Jenny's idea. She's like, Well, what if we can bring on our affiliates? You know, it gives them an outlet too and connect to they can connect to their viewers. And it's cool for people to be able to be part of the discussion because an Instagram post is a one-way conversation. Facebook's the same way. You know all this social media stuff, a YouTube video ends up being a one-way conversation where I can tell you something. But then, you know, you can post comments back and forth, but it's not much of a conversation. On Twitch, it's it's real-time interaction. It really you is, know? yeah. So like I'm talking about like I'm literally running the observatory and saying to everybody watching in live, where do you guys want to go next? And then i wait on the comment and then so somebody immediately go to the whirlpool galaxy watch i set it we all together watch the scope go to the whirlpool galaxy run the exposures and then there it is in color and then on top of that i spend the next couple minutes processing you know that image so that everyone can also so now they're seeing how to run the telescope how it actually works what equipment's involved, you know, they're seeing the images roll in from really dark skies out in the middle of the desert. Uh, they get to watch with their kids as the roof rolls off of this observatory, the telescopes moving around, and then they get to learn about processing at the same time. And so it's a really cool experience. And for me, it's like, it's awesome. It's a star party. I get to hang out with all these astronomy people. So Mm -hmm. It's a really, really awesome thing, and I'm so glad that you were on board with it, Tony, because I knew when I was asking, I was like, man, it's asking a lot. (laughs)
0: Well, (laughs) yeah. And the, the, well, I was nervous because I watched your stream and you're, you're interacting with all this equipment and you're just pushing buttons and it's like, you know, old hat to you because you do this every night and people are asking you questions while you're doing this. Cause one of the greatest things about this that I've noticed is that people are like, wow, you know, I'm having a real problem with Pix insight. What do you do when this happens? And so you can just show them right there uh well okay you know try this setting and they're like oh man that's really great and stuff like and i and so i'm watching you do this and i'm like um hold on i don't i don't have that kind of command of all the different equipment that's out there uh you know because i don't work with it every day like you do but you were like no dude you know that's not what i mean go out there and do what you do best and so what and and for me what that is is i talk about science and astronomy in general as a as a subject and uh, incorporate it as much as I can with amateur astronomy and telescopes and my knowledge of that. But if there, if there's a specific question about a camera or a filter or something like that, I may or may not know it. Uh, but I was feeling a little bit like, um, oh, I don't know if I'm, I certainly didn't have the command of the knowledge that you did. So, and you're like, no man, you do what you do best. I do what I do best. And we're going to, we're going to add cumulatively this knowledge base and this accessibility on Twitch that I, and I as I think about it I don't think it's anywhere else. I mean I'm trying to think of somewhere else no. where that might be. No, but, I don't um,
1: I don't see anything yeah. like that anywhere else. But this is a layered hobby and that's what I love about it and that's what you know I've always loved about this podcast but you know it's what I really like about what we're developing with Twitch as well is that we can peel back different layers on different programs on the same channel. So just just because we're both on the Gibson Picks page but when people go to Gibson Picks on Twitch, doesn't mean that they're just gonna see me processing images or running the observatory. Right. They can go on there and see. You know, you talking the the depths of science in astronomy, you know, or one of the affiliates talking about just growing their Instagram following for space or selling prints or whatever. But it's a place you can go and really explore different avenues in the same hobby, because you and I are very different. We we fell in love with the same hobby for completely different reasons.
0: And I think we took really different paths. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that you can speak to that more uh, professional realm, the scientific realm, I should say, of um, of the hobby and exploring those avenues. Like like you were you were talking yesterday on Twitch about uh, exoplanet research. You know, we we do a lot of that for uh, clients in the pro services realm, but I personally have no interest in doing it myself. Like literally zero interest in that. It would bore me. So would and that's my big thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's your thing. So you can speak to it passionately. And that passion is ultimately, you know, the contagious piece of any of these programs. If I tried to dig into that, it would be boring as hell because I don't care about it. Yeah. You know, same thing. I think if you tried to dig into a Insight hour and a half processing tutorial you could get through it but <laughs> well, you'd be like guys this is
0: boring <laughs> yeah no I, I have an inherent interest in image processing I do just because I spent so many years doing it um, but it's usually for some other purpose than to make the pictures look nice and uh, yeah. I worked with some people at, at the Space Telescope Science Institute whose job it was was to make beautiful Hubble pictures and they were a lot more like amateur astronomers than they were professional astronomers even though they were professionals uh, they, they, they were you know using the images in a say in a very similar way than you use them in the processing that you do. But for me, that's been a different realm. It's like, I care more about what these, what the, what the calibrated pixel values mean in scientific units than, you know, whether or not it's got a scale that, that makes the, you know, hydrogen alpha look good or something like that. So I mean, I'm interested in it, but it doesn't go as far as it goes about a cursory interest in, in that level. So yeah, it's, it's good. that So we're bringing two different viewpoints here to this whole thing. So um, I would encourage all of you guys listening to check out Twitch. I mean, every night, just see what's going on. And um, you'll, you, hopefully the goal is you'll find something interesting that you like and interact with us. Uh, I'm planning on opening up my Zoom uh, meetings to the people participating and bringing them on the stream. Uh, so you could interact and talk. We can make it more like a talk show. I'm hoping it's more like a talk show where people call in and they could say, Hey man, you know, I, what is, what is this? Uh, you know, I have a question about a black hole or whatever it is and we can just chat about it. But uh, that may, that may have to ramp up a little bit, but, um, I don't know. And of course what I do every night is going to be driven by the people who show up. I'm just going to follow their lead. So
1: well, it's super cool, and I like the the live environment. And because it's fun, we're going to do some of our announcements. Like we've got an announcement that I'm going to be doing there uh, this week on a telescope that we have coming out. Um, we have a lot of things, but the place to announce them is Twitch because it's a live audience with people hanging out. It's like it's like being at a star party where the whole world is invited. Yeah, you know, and it's so cool, man. So like. I think that's that's what it's going to be is just this this hangout spot. And it's also where, you know, as we get this stuff nailed down, you and I can start doing these podcasts on Twitch while we're doing them
0: video, right? Well, so yeah, people- I was going to actually bring that up to you after we got done recording here today. I'd like to do that. I'd, yeah. I think if we just set up a Zoom meeting and then we got our audio recording software here. Uh, let's just go ahead and stream it while we're making the podcast.
1: Uh, Yeah. So after this one, we'll probably start doing that. And so I really think it is going to be a great thing for astronomy, just to have a place to hang out and see live astronomy talk each day, you know, if you're if you want something to do, it's going to be there. And it's just it's really cool to be able to interact with the people that we love. And they've, they've shown us so much support through all of this, man. It's been like, it's been so heartwarming, you know, just seeing like like I know right now a lot of people are at home and and everybody is um, is, you know, looking for things to do but it's really, really great. I've gotten, I bet I've gotten 200 messages from people that are just like, Hey, you know, I know the world's in chaos right now. Everything's crazy, but love what you guys are doing. Wanted to let you know, just made a purchase with OPT and uh, looking forward to it coming in, just got my tracking or whatever. And it's like, it's the coolest thing. And, And so it's really awesome that people are, when they're looking for something to do through all of this time, because everybody knows they're going to be home for like another month, you know, they're yeah, turning yeah. to astronomy. They're saying, I'm going to do something productive with my family through all of this. And we're going to be outside and sure, we're still isolated from everyone else, but instead of being inside, just doing nothing, man, we're going to be in the backyard exploring the universe. And, and we've seen that and it's been, it's been very, very, uh, great to see. And then, you know,
0: it, It honestly makes us feel good about what we're doing. Stuff like this brings out the best in people and the worst in people. And luckily, you know, our side of it, at least, is it seems to be the best is brought out. You know, there's more of a community that's building. I mean, I'm a real introvert, right? I do not. This Mm -hmm. this kind of thing, uh, social distancing. You know, I was laughing with Charlotte, my wife, about this. I was like, this is not this is sort of how we live our life, right? We always sort of sold social distance. But um, but really, even even. Me, someone who's who considers himself an introvert, um, I've been feeling like you know I'd like to be a part of a community too, and and to and that's one reason I'm doing this stream is 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 to fulfill that need. So, I mean, even those of us who feel like we normally social distance are getting something out of this and feel a need to connect. And so, I think because of technology, we're lucky enough to have the ability to do that with streaming and and you know Zoom meetings and all that kind of stuff. And of course, the, the 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 telescope imaging capabilities are such that you can share some really awesome stuff with other people while you're doing it, too. So I don't know, man, there's a lot of a lot of lemonade here to be had <laughs> with all oh, these I, lemons. <laughs> I agree.
1: I agree. It's uh, it's been so. chaos. It's been a mess. But, you know, everyone will come out of this. The world will pull through it 100% and I think in the meantime let's develop something that when we come out of this on the other side we've got something as astronomers that we're just like hell yeah we use that time wisely and look look at this community that we've got sharing the universe where we can literally be walking through a grocery store and be like hey you haven't seen space check this out go to this channel and you can watch images roll in live in color of galaxies or nebulae or whatever it is and we're just really trying to to do as many good things as as we can through all of this man i've got a 12 year old running my plane wave right now do you a 12 okay a 12 year old
0: i think i, I never, know who that is uh, he showed up in my stream yesterday i think i know who that is so that's that's really cool
1: yeah he uh he was a huge fan. I mean, the odds were, it's pretty crazy odds, right? He is a huge fan. He just moved to Columbus, Georgia. Um, my dad is out there. And oh. so he was already a big fan of my Instagram and the space pics, but apparently he just was like obsessing over these pictures of space. And he, I mean, he's a truly, he's going to be an astrophysicist or an astronaut <laughs> or something, you know, yeah. one of these kids. But um, he, he, basically was talking about it so much in his sixth grade class that his teachers finally like, you know what, why don't you just, we'll give you time to talk about it, but let's make this like formalized. You're going to do a presentation on these pictures to the whole class. So he did that. And then his mom ran into my dad and they ended up talking and, and they realized like they, they connected the dots. And so my dad told me about wow, this kid. small world. I know, I know. <laughs> they ended up working together. And so, um, I told, uh, I told my dad, I was like, you got to get me this kid's number, you know? And then my marketing yeah. team like, isn't it going to be weird if you just call some 12-year-old kid? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be real weird. But I'm calling this kid... And I, you know, I, I of course got permission from the kid's mom first, Um, right, right. but called this kid and I was just like, look, man, I need some help on my next Instagram photo. I really want it to be the best one I've ever done. And, uh, I, I could use some help if you don't mind. And so he's been logged, he logged in with me. He set up the entire run, made sure he did every single click. So this is his image, you know? Uh And, uh, so he logged in to a scope 3000 miles away and, uh, you know, you should have seen him like he's like shaking in the chair. He's so excited watching even the telescope move. And then, you know, he's running this 17 inch plane wave. And so it's crazy, man. I recorded the whole thing. It was super fun. The best ex- experience, probably the best night I've had imaging and, uh, he's doing the Whirlpool galaxy. So I'm going to post that image pretty soon, but I'm going to pull my name off of it and submit it for an APOD with his name um, and then just put, you know, had assistance so that it's genuine because the truth is like he, I don't, you know, he could, he doesn't have the experience to process the images. Sure. Yet sure like yeah. That. But, and I think that's fair. Like he had assistance with this, but just leave just his name on it and be like this 12 year olds shot of the whirlpool is just insane. But he really did every single click. I mean, the guy, the kid is just He's all about it. And it's so good to see. And then I posted that on my Instagram that I did it, and I got bombarded with 12 year olds. Sending me messages. You're the like, piper now. Like yeah, they were like, and it was the it was the cutest thing, man. But they were like, "Hey, I'm 12 too." <laughs> hey, I'm 12. <laughs> like, like the reason I did it was that he was exactly 12 years old. Like that had some,
0: you know. So I've got, I've got me of the Monty Python scene where yeah. his wife and Brian, "I'm 12 and so's my wife." <laughs> I'm 12 too. So I
1: think I'm gonna have like this line of 12 year olds to use the observatories, but, um, it was, it was super cool, man. One of the best experiences I've had in astronomy.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really neat. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's going to be one, I'm sure an experience that, that, you know, shapes a lot of his future as well. But while you were telling that story, I have a question for you. And I, this is something I don't know the answer to. What is the criterion for, um, an APOD image? Do you know what they look at, um, to decide if they're going to highlight an image or not? And for you, and for those of you who don't know, uh, APOD is astronomy picture of the day. It used to be run by NASA, but I don't think it is anymore. Um, and it's, a still a really popular, uh, service every single day they put a new picture up, um, on yeah. the site.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't submit, um, my images when I first got into astrophotography, I think I submitted one or two, like, but you know, they were never going to be APODs. Um, and then I, I just kind of stopped, like, especially when I bought OPT, I was like, uh, It just doesn't seem like, I don't know, man. It's not like I would rather help somebody else get one. So the only ones that I submit now would be something like this. Or, you know, I did that project where I had the five people from around the world log in together and shoot one image. That kind of stuff. But that stuff won't have, you know, my name on it. So I don't really know... Oh,
0: so you don't know. Okay. what I don't,
1: what, I don't really know. I think, I mean, all in all, I think they want just really high quality moving images. And that's why you see a lot from people like Rogelio and Bray mm-hmm. Falls and, you know, these, these guys that know how to just take an image and make it, I mean, some of their images, like people say it's an emotional, like experience looking at some of this stuff. Cause I mean, it's just so grand and just the context in Rogelio's images is absurd. You know, I
0: know God, I can stare at his stuff all night.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really just nice. especially if you even have like a an idea, an inkling of what you're seeing, like when you realize that you're seeing this is the Orion constellation, the whole constellation and everything that's involved there. It just blows your mind when it hits you that that's what you're seeing when you look up there. You know, it's just um, it's incredible, incredible work. But I think that's what they're really looking for. Although. To be honest with you, I'm not super involved with it, and I don't submit personally, so I don't uh, I don't really know. I just want this kid yeah. to have one.
0: It comes from all quarters. NASA sometimes has them. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, professional astronomers will will have things from different discoveries or something like that. So it's a it's a whole uh, comprehensive um, list of people that they they've highlighted over the years. Sometimes it's just a graph <laughs> uh, of some really cool. Um, a really cool result or something, but, um, mostly it's a, it's an image of some kind of someone's taken. So, uh, yeah. So, it, okay. Well, I was just curious about if you knew why they were, why they were chosen or not.
1: No, no, we, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know that, uh, people have used, uh, you know, a lot of our equipment to take a you know, like the observatories sure. or, or, um, you know, different equipment we loan out to people, but, um, you know, I just, I I don't have enough personal experience with doing it myself to tell you the, the ins and outs.
0: You were mentioning on your stream, um, the, uh, a couple days ago when I was listening, um, and speaking of Rogelio, um, he has a new, Is he have a new book out? Is, he does. is that what you were saying? Yeah. You it's a,
1: a comprehensive Pix Insight manual that he basically well, a went to It's book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it just covers Pix Insight as a processing software, but, um, Yeah. Rogelio is like his processing. Nobody's going to question. He knows what he's doing and he wrote a book on it. So anyone interested in getting into Picks Insight, I would just build this book into the cost and just, just get it. You're going to be happy that to have it, you're going to want a manual and you're not going to get better information than what he's offering there.
0: Yeah. Rogelio's last name is Bernal, correct? So Andreo. Andreo. Rogelio
1: Bernal Andreo. Oh, I had it
0: backwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be the name to search uh, to look for his book. And so, and he's also, uh, uh, he's a Deep Sky Colors, I think is his handle. Everyone, he's yeah. got deepskycolors.com and a yeah. website and, and stuff. So definitely check it out. Yeah, um, Because that, PixInsight is a steep learning curve uh, for people. Yeah. So. yeah, well, that's why
1: I'm working through it on Twitch with people. I'm showing them like the how to process an image yeah. in three minutes instead of, you know, three days.
0: Kind of oh, it's stuff. always so much better to watch somebody do that. You know, I mean, you could read a book in which I'm sure his is very helpful and certainly good for a reference, but when you're watching somebody do it, it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get it. He's mm-hmm. like, so that what that's what that sliders for. Or what the heck is this setting here? Why do I, you know, why do I need this, che- this radio box checked or whatever it is? And so <laughs> it's really, I mean, it's really cuts down a lot of, uh, of the, it shallows out the learning curve a little bit when you're seeing somebody else do it.
1: Oh for sure. And equipment has gotten so good. I mean the uh like the QHY 600 and the ZWO 6200. These cameras are flying and they're both over 60 megapixels and you think about it like now you have this ability to shoot wide and crop and just have still insane resolution on target that I think people have these big data sets now that you can do a lot with and so the real limiting factor of the you know modern images is going to be your your processing ability mm-hmm. you know it's not gear limited anymore even even for what would be considered you know 5 years ago entry level starter level price points you know now it's like man you're you're taking some of the best images in the world with this stuff and those cameras are what 4 grand 4 grand yeah. for a camera that
0: you know 5 years ago would have been 40 that's right. How does it take to read out a 60 megapixel, uh, image?
1: You know, I've got the camera sitting here next to me and I haven't even turned it on yet. I've just been so slammed. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So you haven't tried that particular one yet. Uh, I haven't. No, I've got one sitting right here. I'm going to be putting one in one of the observatories, but, uh, I haven't even turned it on yet.
0: Do you know what a typical camera interface is? I mean, back in the day, it used to be like serial ports and and parallel ports. What's the interface now? Is it USB?
1: USB uh, three on most of the these. USB three. Okay. And then uh the QHY has a pro version that has um fiber. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, to pull that data quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's um um definitely a time to be taking images. I mean it's the equipment and the stuff that's out there is is as you point out, uh but it would have been professional grade just five years ago. Still is professional grade. Uh, professionals still use a lot of this stuff off the shelf to do, you know, other research projects. So um, you don't always need to buy, build your own state of the art camera to study exoplanets. For example, you can do all of that with uh, off the shelf equipment now. And in yeah. fact, the, the I just want to point this out. A lot of people don't know this, but the, the science of exoplanet, uh, you know, Research the, the branch of astronomy that looked for exoplanets and, and, and planets around other stars began using amateur equipment. Um, and they used they would they would test their ideas using you know Meade LX200 mounts or you know in a in a in a off the shelf uh, Schmidt camera you know to just see if their ideas would work. And uh, the very first exoplanet discovered, I think, was discovered with a similar system in the parking lot of uh, an observatory. So uh, it started. It had humble beginnings. Now, of course, we've got space telescopes doing all this stuff. But the science of exoplanet research started with amateur equipment, off-the-shelf stuff. So it's come full circle.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, a lot, a lot of science now is done that way. Look at Econ Greg. He has a Twitch stream as well. It's one of our o- OPT affiliates. I mean, how many, uh, what are they? They're finding Supernova, right? Supernova. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yep. just on his Twitch stream because they're just taking pictures of space and people are are running that data through the system and seeing, oh yeah, this is a, we just found one, found one. Yep, that's right. You know, and so it's so cool that that can be done. But you know, the thing is, is like, we're, we're calling it like the, the consumer level product, but consumer level product anymore is professional level product. Not very long ago. That's true. You know, yeah. if yeah. not better, like look at the Rasa, man, an F2 <laughs> 11 inch scope. That's what we're using in the observatory. And they have an eight inch and a 14 inch F2, not many professional level scopes were pulling down that kind of data, even for survey work. That's right. So. You know, and you can get that for what fifteen hundred bucks sixteen hundred bucks for the eight inch. It's like, man, what you can <laughs> get now for you know nothing compared to five years ago is just like i mean it's it's it would have been hard to fathom you know a decade ago that this could ever be a reality,
0: yeah. I agree. I mean, the stuff that I hear people doing was definitely stuff we talked about in scientific meetings, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So people are just like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take this, you know, five square degree image of the sky and and look at things down to 18th magnitude. No problem. Sure. Right. So, yeah, it's, (laughs) you know, that's that that's you're right. It's all come to our desktops and our homes and our backyards. So it's a great time to be an amateur astronomer.
1: And you got Tony in his backyard looking through an eyepiece.
0: Going, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> God damn it. If you use your averted
1: vision, you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, friends. Close Come your eyes. On,
0: everyone. Gather around, children. <laughs> <laughs> Gather around.
1: <laughs> you really That's have to that, turn Grandpa. your head at 90 <laughs> degrees. And I, want everyone little fuzzy
0: to, <laughs> I want everyone to turn their head like this. use your imagination Yeah, and use your imagination you can see a galaxy (laughs) in your day i was able to see these things all the time but now i have to use my averted vision (laughs) and my imagination (laughs) yeah man but you know what Uh, you know who i got on my side though dude is uh david nagler okay remember that podcast we did with him and he said in the podcast Taking pictures is great. I love taking pictures. It's really awesome. But what we like to do at Teleview is produce views. Yep, that's right? Right. right. And that, to me, sums up exactly my feeling on the subject. And a view, as I pointed out before, is an, it, it, it's an experience, right? It's something that you are connected to directly. Mm-hmm. And you know, you go to the Grand Canyon, you look out over the horizon, that's a view. You're there. It's a vista. Right and and Teleview does this with their eyepieces. You look through there and it's a vista in there. It's a it's a view, and it's and it's an important distinction. And I worry uh, that that those days are numbered. But for now, at least, we can still get them. And um, so, yeah, that's how I look at.
1: it. He's You're on my never, side at least. Yep, and uh, that's a good person to have on your side. You know the the Nagler family at um, at Teleview. That's a yeah that's a staple in the industry and they they've earned their reputation but yeah he's right i mean it is a view and it is something that i feel like they're almost two different hobbies and both of them are equally valuable but you're right it's hard you know it's such a challenge to get to dark skies and then you only have half the month to do it because of the moon and then yeah. whatever days are left after you consider clouds and bad seeing
0: exactly you and know, light pollution. So and you know, light ultra.
1: pollution. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it. And then with photography, you're like, oh yeah, I bought a Triad Ultra filter, so I will shoot 365 days a year
0: minus cloudy days. So if you guys are interested in learning about any of this stuff uh, that, or, or even considering, uh, you know, a, a new equipment on of your own, then you know, this is definitely the time to connect because we're all out here. We're out. Th- we're ready to talk with you about any of your questions, both in astronomy and science, and and the gear uh, and the hobby of amateur astronomy. So it's all. This is a good time. I hope you guys will check out our streams because um, uh, we're doing this out of our own love for the hobby, but also to uh, enhance your love of it. So,
1: yeah, well, it's growing. It's growing fast, you know, in the first two or three days, it was already a hundred people and now it's growing. I mean, I think you get exponential growth in these things because people start talking about it and you know, the community grows and the more it grows, the more fun it is. So more people start talking about it and just, uh, it works, man. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I just wanted, you know, I wanted to point out, we were talking earlier about, you know, my strengths being in the professional realm. And you were talking about early in the top of the podcast about the effects that the, this, uh, this, uh, quarantining is having on your business and the kinds of things that you're doing. I just wanted to give people just a brief, uh, update on some of the ways in which this is affecting the professional realm. Do you mind if I do that, Dustin? Yeah, of course. Just, okay, cool. So I was reading in my news uh, newsfeed and I have a lot of my colleagues coming up to me and, you know, I'm there, have a lot of time on their hands now. And so I've been talking about some of my former colleagues. And, and the latest news is that the entire mountain of uh, Mauna Kea has been closed again and uh, because the, the, the quarantine effect on the island of Hawaii. And what's interesting and what's a little bit sad about this is this, all, this is going to directly impact some future absor- observations that are coming out for the Event Horizon Telescope. Now, if you may remember that the Event Horizon Telescope imaged a black hole last year, or at least they didn't do it last year. They did it over pre, uh, many, many months, but they released the image last year. And they were going to do some follow-up Im- uh, observations on that using the telescopes at Mauna Kea starting now, this month. And that's all been put on hold. Um, ESO, the Euro- European Southern Observatory, is also uh, on lockdown, so they're not doing any observations either. So it's been. Uh, it this is affecting a lot of professional astronomy as well. Um, some of it, they can use past observations and past data to write. I'm sure. I'm sure what we're going to see is an explosion of papers being written <laughs> because people now have time to sit down and write them. But uh, that's that's just a you know a brief glimpse into some of the things that are going on in the professional realm. The Space Telescope Science Institute, where I used to work, that they are also teleworking now. Luckily, the the space telescope can be operated um, remotely, uh, so from the control room there. So that's still happening. The Hubble Space Telescope is still working, and and the daily operations are still happening. But I just want to point out that when I left the institute in 2016, one of the biggest reasons I did it was because they wouldn't allow. Teleworking, And they they used to, they, they had a program where you could telework and I was doing that for a while, but then they took it away. And I made that decision and I was like, well, do I still want to, because I did not like living in Baltimore, right? So I really, driving into Baltimore every day was not fun. So I made the decision to leave the Institute in part based on this teleworking. And now they're all doing it again. <laughs> so it's like, ah! he's <laughs> yeah. like and now they're all scrambling to figure out how to use zoom and how to do all this stuff. and I was like dude I've been doing this for years and now if you had, if you had just I was just, I guess I was a little bit ahead of my time anyway so um <laughs> yeah. that was that was frustrating to learn that now they're all teleworking
1: yeah well it's tough it, it's put a real strain on the university systems too you know we've seen that with our pro services division there's nothing they can do about it you know cuz like they can go yeah. remote but they're so busy with trying i mean those are massive universities are massive operations and there's yeah. so much that goes into it just logistically trying to figure out how they're going to make their day-to-day work that um you know and not sink the university or you know um some of these institutions that very little goes into the other side all of the once got put on hold for a while and all of the needs are taking precedent right now um but i'm starting to see that turn as well like the university is getting back into it we're, we're getting calls hey uh you know let's get back. let's dig back into the project because that's the stuff that they want to do people get into the science because like they have a drive they have a passion for it they're not interested in you know how do i uh set you know set this zoom meeting up like that's not why you spend <laughs> i know yeah 14 yeah. years of your life getting educated for that like you know they want to do this research and so it's cool to see that you know they' it was only you know a four or five day swing for a lot of them to start to really get back to the point where they can start focusing on the desires again and uh we've seen like I was saying you know we've seen with the the business that people a lot of people are looking at this as the ideal time to get into the hobby not not the other way around like people aren't curling up into their shells they're saying like look, for the first time in my adult life, I've got time. I haven't been able to say that since I was a teenager. I've got some time right now. I want to learn everything I can and take advantage of this time that I have with myself or with my family and really look at this as an opportunity instead of a way to sit here and, you know, curl up in fear, you know, like I think, that's there really is an opportunity there for people because time is hard to come by as an adult. When you get some, the last thing you want to do is not take advantage of it.
0: I'll bet there's so many people out there that don't know what this is like. I mean, they just can't cope. It's like, cause there's some people who are just always busy. Right. And now suddenly they're yeah. not, it'd be like, what do I do with myself <laughs> yeah so uh, but that's just all over the place but yeah it's uh it's a good time to be picking up new things and and you know it doesn't you don't need money either because you can just watch these streams interact with people who are already doing uh, uh, astronomy with their equipment and learn that way so lots yeah. of ways to get involved
1: it's been really cool, though, because I'm at home. I mean, I'm just basically, like, my days are starting at 6 a.m. and they're ending at about midnight, you know, um, just going all day, every day. Well, you like are- that
0: anyway, though, dude. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. When are you yeah, not like true. that? Even- <laughs> come true. on, I've hung true. out
0: with you, and it's like, you're yeah. not stopping. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, but what it is, though, is that, like, people are getting systems right now. So we did a huge open box thing because all year long what happens is, I go through the back. Partly I open up boxes because I'm just excited to see new products and I just want to see stuff. But the other part for our customers is we check things when they come in. So the first time a product is sold at OPT, we open it up and we check the open box experience, which seems like a small thing, but I don't want to ship something out. Somebody gets it. They spent their money on it. It's a hobby. It's supposed to be fun. They open it up and it falls flat and they're just like, oh, that was a letdown you know and so what we do is we pad some of these boxes for one thing we check for shipping quality if they're if they don't have enough padding or they don't have enough to protect it then we we put a little additional in there a shipping team does and we make that standard for any time that comes in the other thing they do is they check is this going to be something that when people get it they're like let down and we'll just do small things like throw stickers in there or like an opt t-shirt or something like that, to just lift up that open box experience a little bit, make it a little more fun to get your package. Um, But every time that we get that first product, and I open that package, those all get moved into a separate part of the warehouse. And then we have all of these open boxes. And same thing for the Instagram, Instagram stream, you may have seen that each day on Instagram, instead of just answering the questions, I've been going to the office each day, for all the questions I have, if somebody's like, Hey, how does the 2 or the 290 work from ZWO? I just go grab a 290 and then all the other things that people are asking about, guide scope or OAG, instead of just talking about it theoretically, I just open both of them up. I bring them to the Instagram live and then show exactly how it works. Here's a guide scope, here's an off-axis guider, here's how they connect, here's how you would connect this camera to it. But then, of course, I can no longer sell those products as new, so they go into this open box sale, right? And so because of and that... So
0: they, presumably that's at a discount of some kind, right?
1: Yeah, it's all between like 10 and 40% off, depending on the product. And so it's a it's a really good way. The, the challenge is that nothing lasts long there. Like I have an 8-inch Rasa next to me that I used for Twitch yesterday to show somebody that had questions. That's going to go on the open box sale. The problem is is if I don't like if somebody doesn't message me on Instagram before that goes live it will sell in you know like literally no joke like under 30 minutes. Wow. And so it's hard people like just watch that open box to see what goes live and when same with our used department. But um you know it's a good way if you're looking for a product cuz used means the product has been turned on and used. Open box means Dustin opened it up and played with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got your grubby fingerprints all over yeah. Dustin <laughs>
1: Dustin opened it up and checked to make sure that it was like you know <laughs> worth bringing in. Um, that's that's what open box is. It's never been turned on, um, and so yeah, this stuff goes and it goes very quickly. But because of that, a lot of people are taking advantage of that right now and then messaging me, being like, "All right, I finally got my dream set up. I'm sitting here and now I don't know what to do. What do I do?" and Right now, you know, that's kind of part of the day is like, okay, let's take some time. Let's a few of us get together and I'll walk you through the setup process or I'll walk you through what you're looking at now that you have your camera, what a dark frame is, what a bias frame is, you know, and that's, it's been super nice to be able to connect one-on-one with people because in my normal day-to-day, it's just not feasible. You know, it's just such a chaotic, uh, such a busy Process day to day. That right now being at home and and because some of the other stuff slowed down, like on you know for at least a few days with the the universities and things, I was able to get a lot of that one on one time. And man, it's been it's been an awesome experience being able to connect with people like that.
0: Yeah. And it's really valuable service too. So I, I'm, I'm glad people are taking advantage of it. I'll tell you what I do though. I'd be like, Hey Dustin, you know, I'd like this, uh, I'd like this Rasa. Would you go, you know, I got some questions about it and then you have you bring mm-hmm. it in and I'll be like ready with my, 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 my instant message to you. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested in getting that after you've opened yeah. it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what I do though, is after I take a product, I save those, those, uh, videos. So it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah, you want to see it? You know, here's the Rasa that I opened up for someone else. So we don't have to go open another one every day. Yeah, I have had a few people ask me, like, "Can you open up a twenty-inch plane wave for me? Um, I just want to see the back end of it." Yeah, I'm like, "I, I know, what you're, doing. I know yeah, what you're yeah. doing." Yeah, hey man, no, no open box there. <laughs> yeah. I did just open up a thirty-thousand-dollar refractor to show everybody, though. We had a we had a Tech 200 at the oh, office, wow. and I mean, to be completely honest, man, I didn't need to show everybody. I just wanted to see it you know, in this huge crate. I brought this thing home and deadlifted it out of this crate (laughs) and was showing everybody, but this is a huge refractor. yeah. And I'm a refractor guy, man. So I was just like a tech 200. I mean, it's literally a $30,000 refractor. It's just like, I gotta, I gotta pop this crate open and take a look. So it's going to be a $30,000 refractor with a discount on an open box sale. But you know. Jenny's loving
0: you for that, one, right? Jenny's <laughs> going to be like, "What are you doing, man?" I'm like, "I had to see it." <laughs>
1: I had to see it. You want yes, to see thanks, it? Thanks, man. You want to see it? <laughs> She'll be like, "Okay, I want to see it." <laughs> All right, open it up. Yeah. No, it's awesome, man. It, it's oh, so bad. amazing.
0: All right. Well, wow. So yeah, that's a uh, different times for everybody, but uh, in some ways we're making a lot of good progress and, and changes for hopefully the hobby in general and for our audiences. So I hope you guys will check out our live streams and uh, we're going to be probably posting more uh, podcasts over the course of this uh, event as well. Uh, and as Dustin pointed out, we'll try and live stream them also. Same place. So it'll always be on twitch.tv slash Gibson picks for now, but it'll, it'll change, uh, to clear Scott networks at some point in the future. So keep an eye on all that stuff.
1: Yeah, good times, man. We're going to do this more and more and we'll definitely
0: be able to get more podcasts out right now, which is great. Yeah. So let me get this one out right now and, uh, post it and we will be back at you very soon with either guests or just me and Dustin fill in your brain with stars and planets. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll go ahead and and, uh, sign off here. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, keep looking up. Space Junk is produced by Deep Astronomy and sponsored by OPT Telescopes in Carlsbad, California. Please visit our website at spacejunkpodcast.com. Also, please send any questions and comments or ideas for new episodes to spacejunk at deepastronomy.com.